Welcome to Focus on Success with Fazia Costi. Our program is designed to help you with executive function challenges. Our guest experts offer perspective, experience, and ideas to improve different aspects of your life. Now, here is your host, Fazia Costi. Hi, Costi, and today we are speaking with Betsy Fine. She is the owner of Clutter Busters. She's been in business for 20 years now. Um, after 12 years in the corporate, uh, working in corporate America, she was laid off from her job as a recruiting director. Instead of going back into the rat race, she dropped out of the corporate world for good. And she did this to pursue her dream of becoming her own boss. 20 years later, she's still running her own business. She was very lucky throughout the years to receive a lot of press and has been the proudest of being seen in Red Book Magazine, Entrepreneur Magazine, Better Homes and Garden, Real Simple, Fox News, CNBC, TLC's Hoarders, Buried Alive, and our favorite, Dr. Phil. So welcome to the show, Betsy. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no, I'm really excited uh, to interview you. For for our listeners who don't know, but well, no one, how would they know? Uh, Betsy and I met a few years ago at a networking meeting, and I um, love what she does and, and felt she would be a great um, in, person to interview, and I'm really glad to have her on the show today. So um, let's talk a little bit about uh, your business. Can you talk a little bit about how uh, you got started? Um you know, how, how did Clutter Busters get started? <laughs> so my background, like you had mentioned, was in HR and recruiting. And my last position in the corporate world was doing recruiting, payroll, facilities management. It was kind of like a, a Jill of all trade. Um, but that position in like 2001, I was laid off with 500 other people. The owner of the company bought a football team um, and he decided he didn't have enough time, you know, to spend with the company. So myself and like I said, 500 people were laid off. But um, because I had been there so long, I had a severance package. So right. it was like a time where I... I decided that I'm not an easy employee. <laughs> I had a four-day work week. Um, I had, like, a five-minute commute from my house. Um, I had, like, all these things going on. So I realized, you know what? I think it may be easier to work for myself. So I took the severance, and I said, okay, well, this is my startup money. And it was $5,000. And I said, okay, I'm going to start the company. And if I go down to zero, then obviously we're done. But let's, you know, let's use this money and see what we can do. And so basically, I knew of organizing, but it wasn't really popular at all at the time. And I literally just put an ad in a newspaper and people started calling. And so that's then awesome. <laughs> I was, so then I was like, oh my God, I'm starting a business. And I'm like backtracking now, like, okay, now, now what do I do? Like I had no business plan or, you know, and I didn't, you know, I didn't think people were going to like call and be interested, but they were. 
Well, I, I think it's one of those things where everybody wants to know how to be organized, but very few of us are actually taught skill sets that help us become organized. So I think what you do is fantastic. Um, so I, I love that you, yeah, you started. I mean, it, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, the, the thing is that um, it can be taught, but some people just, their brain don't, you know, like you look at a room and some people may see things, oh, we should do this, this, and this. And some people may just look and have no idea like what to do. Like their brain just doesn't work that way, which right. is totally fine. And, you know, in my mind, I was like, people outsource uh, cleaning companies or maid services, people outsource interior decorators, you know, they outsource all these other um, functions to make their life easier. So this, in my mind, was another thing that someone could outsource is someone coming in and helping them get organized, whether they can't figure out how to get organized or just don't have the time to do it um, either way. I agree with you. I think some people don't have the time and some people just really don't know how. Uh, you know, when I first started my business, I would walk into people's houses and some people literally just had everything organized. You know, they had baskets and bookshelves and everything looked like it had a place and it, it was put away properly. And then, and then there was another group that you walk into their house and it was just chaos and they had piles of things everywhere. And, you know, you could just tell they just moved things from one spot to another because they had no idea where it belonged. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a tough thing. And, and, and I'm glad that there's people out there that can help. And, and I'm glad you're out there. So let's talk a little bit about um, when your company first started out, you had a young child and then there was 9-11 that happened and there was a lot happening. How did you grow a business during, you know, this, this challenging time? Um, well, yeah, one of the reasons I did want to do the business is at the time, you know, I had a two-year-old son and a um, five-year-old daughter, so I wanted to have more flexibility, you know, obviously to be with them. Um, and then, yeah, pretty soon afterwards, 9-11 happened, um, but I feel like people were receptive to calling someone in for help. And then I can't remember the exact year, but it was pretty quickly after I started. Um, Oprah did a story about um, hoarders. And I mean, it literally changed everything <laughs> because she, well, she brought it to the surface, you know, that people are hoarders, A, but then she also brought it to the surface that, oh, there's professional organizers that can help you, whether it's, you know, a small project all the way to a hoarder situation. Um, right. So right. she really, like, brought the whole industry, you know, up and coming so that people were started researching it and everything. Um, and so that really changed everything because you know, Oprah talked about it. <laughs> right. Right. You got the publicity that you needed for your industry, which the was the whole industry like yeah. changed because of that. Yeah. And then everyone was, then it became like crazy, like a major interest of right. every part of organizing. And, you know, people that were maybe embarrassed 
about their situation were more receptive because she was saying, you know, it's okay. There's people that can help you. You don't need to like, you know, close your door and, and live in shame or whatever. Right. Do you find that, uh, you know, when you have people call you, do they have a specific task in mind or they just have you come in and reorganize their whole lives or, or is it somewhere in between? Um, it's usually uh, like a specific area or their whole house. So my company, so Clutterbusters has, it's very broad. Like we do projects where it's maybe a busy family and they need help in a toy room or kitchen or bedroom or closet or, or basement or whatever it may be. Um, but then we also help people downsize. We also help people pack and unpack for a move. Uh, we also help people where it's extreme hoarder situation. So it really just depends on what that client is looking for, and it's never the same. That's what makes it kind of fun for the organizers because every project is so different. You know, one can right. be like a hoarder situation where it's really a lot of, you know, stuff and it's, and it's difficult, and then it can be, you know, a, a family that, like, we have a client right now where the woman is about to give birth and she's freaking out because she wants the house, you know, now. <laughs> yeah, she wants everything in its place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she literally was, like, freaking out, and she's, you know, due next week. So... Wow. <laughs> a lot of times people do, yeah, I know, and she keeps... Like, we keep coming back, and we keep wondering, oh, is she having the baby yet? Or anyway, but so clients usually have something in in their mind, you know, that they're calling about a certain room or, or a situation they're moving or whatever it may be. But then a lot of times, you know, like when you paint a room in your house, and then that room looks so amazing with the new paint, and then you start looking around your whole house and you're like, Oh my God, I need to now paint this, this room room, and that room. (laughs) It's kind of like the same thing with like organizing people do one room and then they're like, Oh, you know, they get excited and realize, let's keep going. And then now that I did the playroom, I need to do the kitchen. And now that I did the kitchen, I need to do the living room. Yeah. Right. Or they feel like, Oh, I feel like a lot of people once, let's say we do a room, they feel so good. You know, a lot of people say, like, you know, uh, you know, something's been lifted off their shoulders because, um, you know, a burden or whatever it may be. They just feel like so much lighter that this specific room or area is done. They just feel so good. They want to, you know, keep that good feeling and keep going. Uh, and that happens a lot where, you know, they just want to keep going and going. You know, one one thing I wanted to point out, because I deal with a lot of clients who are not very organized. And and one of the things that I see or I notice that people who have a lot of clutter, one of the things that they do is if they can't find something, they go buy another one. So if they're uh-huh. looking for yeah. a specific spice in their spice rack and they can't find it right away, they go buy another one. Now they have more uh, clutter added to their already cluttered cabinet. So it actually is very um, financially prudent to use an organizational system because then you're not buying duplicates of things. 
you know, I, I think that's a really good point to make when when people say, well, it costs money or it's expensive to have somebody come in and organize for you. Actually, it could in the long run, it actually could save you money because you're not buying duplicates of of things or or two or three different spatulas or two or three different um you know, spices that you already have, but you just can't find it. Right. And also, uh, sometimes, pretty frequently, we find uh, a check that they couldn't find, cash laying <laughs> around, uh, a jewelry that they didn't know they had. So we totally pays for itself in, in those situations besides Absolutely. having to not, you know, rebuy something. But that happens all the time. Uh, you know, people hide something so well, they, for, you know, <laughs> <laughs> forgot where they hid it. And then we find it with them and they're, oh, my God. So a lot of that happens a lot, which obviously the clients are very happy about. Absolutely. Um, I would be having... grateful if I had lost something <laughs> and you found it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, when you do so this, that, that happens. <laughs> yeah. When you uh, when you were learning how to organize it. How, how did you learn all the little tricks of the trade? Did you, did you take a class? Did you, you know, do research? Did you find somebody that could teach you? How, how did you learn all of this? Um, well, the hard part was because I was, I wasn't, I'm, there were a lot of organizers around when I started. Um, but I belong to the National Association of Professional Organizers. And when I started in 2002, let's say there were like a thousand members and now there's like, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of members. Um, So I wasn't like the first organizer, but I was pretty early in. So there wasn't a lot of training. I did do some training with organizers that were established at the time but mostly did a lot of research on my own. The thing is that, like, it's not a cookie-cutter approach for every single situation. What works for me may not work for you. So it's not like I can take a class and say, well, this is how you organize papers, A, B, C, and that's it. Everyone has a different way that they maybe want to set it up. So there's, we really have to listen and figure out what's going to work for the client. Like I like things very colorful and fun and hidden. Um, Whereas some people, you know, want it, they don't care about the color and they want it out. So it's really kind of researching what's out there in different techniques and, and doing the best uh, they can in the situation. But, so then through the years, I brought on organizers to to go out and see clients on my behalf because I was spending more time right. like doing the marketing and the sales and all that. And um, so I developed my own training program from what I learned online and, in, you know, in, in clients right. and so forth. So I developed a training class for new organizers that, that I hire so that they can have something. Um, so it's like a, you know, like an online hundred page training class that deals with like different techniques and different clients and how to deal with situations and, and stuff that may come up. And then, um, and then afterwards the organizers do like a, a hands-on training 
or slash test with someone that I know. Okay. Um, but it was kind of like a process to get to that point. <laughs> but, you know, there's new things all the time. I mean, like, you know, Marie Kondo wasn't around, obviously, in the beginning, and now that's a whole technique that some people do. Um, we don't necessarily do it, but it's another technique, you know, that's out there. Right. And I think that's what's important, you you know, finding the right person to help you. You know, an elder, an elderly person who might have memory issues may want everything on the open because out of sight could mean out of mind. Whereas a younger family might want everything put away, have that nice, sleek, clean look. So everyone's going to have different and unique needs. And I I like that you customize it to the individual. Yeah. So it's definitely different for each. And each organizer kind of has different views. But I will say that a lot of times um, the client, like we said earlier, may not have that frame of mind of, how things should be. Like I remember going to a client in the beginning and she had um, yarn like all over her house, like, you know, yarn here and there in the living room, blah, blah, blah. So I said to her, I go, let's do this. Let's just go through the house and collect the yarn from the bedroom and the, the living room and this and that, and just put it in one central place. And she looked at me like I was like, she's like, Oh my God, <laughs> that is the most amazing idea I've ever heard of. And I was like looking around, I was like, am I on candy camera or something? Because this is just common sense. Right. But her mind didn't even think that way. She was like, oh my God, you are, uh, wow. And I was like, okay, well, okay, well, this is going to be good. <laughs> um, but sometimes it's just like not that, you know, or... <laughs> Or sometimes it's just like you need a different eye to come into your home and be like, you know, why is this, you know, why is this on the counter? And someone may say, I have no idea. It's just always been there. Um, right. So right. Where it could be just, in the pantry. You know, right. Yeah. Why is that there? Oh, okay. Well, it doesn't need to be there. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> well, the reason why you have no counter space is because everything's on the counter. If we move things, then you'll have counter space. The counter, so. Right. Yeah, it's, right. you're right. But, you're right. right. It's so hard to do that for yourself sometimes. Right. And so sometimes, yeah, we'll say that and they'll be like, oh, I don't know. I never even used that item. I don't know why it's on my counter. So sometimes it's even like that. <laughs> so when you first started your business, did you have some challenges that you had to deal with or was it pretty smooth sailing for you? Um, Just in the beginning, it was like I said, I didn't have a business plan in, you know, on paper and everything. So I was just trying to figure out, you know, oh, should I hire organizers to work for me? How should I pay, you know, how should I pay them? How should I do this? Do I need to hire an accountant? Do I not? You know, just kind of like trial and error of things. And how much should I spend for this? So it's just in the beginning, it was kind of like getting my footing of, you know, what I should have in place and, and setting up like processes and um, not rules, but you know, like things that the company should do. Um, You know, should we have a cancellation policy? Should we have this? And it's me running the business. So it's, you know, it's like, you remember, you remember that Staples commercial where it's like the business owner owns this hat and that hat, like they do everything. 
Right. Um, so, you know, you put on your, your, you know, your CPA hat or you put you this, you know, you do everything. So right. bouncing off ideas to myself, I'm like, okay, now, <laughs> now what do we do? Um, right, right. So no, I, I can totally identify like, with that because I think most small businesses start off like that. Yeah. And so it's just like realizing that you're the one that's coming up with the, you know, the the idea and how you want to shape your business and, you know, what do you want to do and how you want to treat your employees or uh, clients or how do you want to, you know, put your name out there, your branding, everything, and figuring that all out. Right. No, I so think I think yeah, that's so I pretty close that. to what most people go through when they start a new business, you know, wearing all those different hats until you figure things out. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So how did you address, how did you deal with all the PR that you got? You know, how, how did you deal with that when you first started? Well, the, yes, yeah, so I... So after Oprah had her show and everything, then really everyone wanted to talk about getting organized. And so I never had to pay for PR or or anything. People reach out to us. Um, So obviously it was very nerve wracking in the beginning, like literally the first person, the first outlet that contacted me was Red Book Magazine. I was like, what? Um, <laughs> so that was like really overwhelming. The good part was it was a written, you know, article. So it wasn't like something live. Um, but that was like really exciting. And I didn't know how to deal with, you know, answering questions and stuff like that. But it just was like trial and error. And, and that was exciting. And then once we did like, let's say the first live segment on TV. That was super scary. Um, yeah. I sometimes lose words. <laughs> I was like, um, uh. yeah, I think so that's I pretty like, common sorry. with most people, especially if you're not trained to be on TV. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that, but I wanted, I, w- I didn't want to say no to things, even at, even if it was out of my comfort zone, because obviously I want to have the exposure uh, or, you know, to be able to have it on the website also. So I never wanted to say no, but some things were really, really out of my comfort zone. Um, but yeah, so it just was again like trial and error of getting better at, you know, doing an interview or, or, or adding tips if someone wanted an article. Um, But it was very exciting that we, you know, people were contacting us to get, you know, us on, um, in articles or, you know, on TV or whatever it may be. So it was, yeah. And it still happens. It's not as much as it was before. Um, But yeah, so it's, it's an industry where people are always wanting tips on how to get organized for every season there's you know a reason right right I'm sure you do quite a bit with the holidays you know helping people organize for the holidays make sure that they have you know all their gifts organized and that they don't miss anybody and and all of that is you know am I am I correct in assuming that yeah well plus also people want to get their house ready 
if they're having people over for, let's say, Thanksgiving or, or, or any of the holidays, but then January comes around and it's New Year's resolutions and this is on right. the top five of resolutions they want for the new year. Um, but literally there's always then, you know, fall is like getting kids organized and there's, you know, um, in the yeah, getting ready for school. People, right. Know, it's like literally every season there's something and a reason to get organized. So it's, it's, there's never like a low time. Um, that's awesome. It's always, yeah. So that's the good part was that I mean, once in a while, summer can get slow, but then sometimes summers are super busy. So it just depends. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so you've been so successful. You, at some point you decided to franchise. So tell me a little bit about that. How did, what was it like to franchise and, and, are you still franchising? So, um, yeah, we had decided um, at a certain point that it was going to be a good time to franchise. And um, my ex-husband at the time um, is an attorney and he was in between positions. So it was like a perfect time for him to come um, work with Clutterbusters, and then he would be kind of spearheading the franchise side of it. And so we hired a franchise company that helps you go through the whole process. It's a very intense process. Um, you have to, you know, put everything in writing, your processes, your procedures. It has to be, like, very structured. It's um, There's a lot of legal issues with it for each state. It, it was a very, very long process and um, an expensive process to go through. So anyway, we went through it all, and and I learned a lot, and there's things that I do even today. Side note, like, we developed a software, um, and the software keeps track of everything. It keeps track of, like, the clients and the job bookings and when organizers say yes to a job or no to the job and it's just tailored just for Clutterbusters and it keeps track of everything. And we did that during, while we were, you know, franchising the company and I still use it every day and it's really, really, really helpful. But anyway, so we went through the franchising and then once that's done, the, now you're in the phase of selling franchises, which is a whole other, you know, a whole other thing where you're going to franchise expos and you're, you know, now it's like sales and it's very sales, sales, sales. And I, I didn't love it personally because I just wanted to, you know, run my, you know, my little business and, and, and that's it. But the franchising sales is a whole different industry and it was really difficult. And because I'm the founder, everyone wanted to talk to me. Um, and right, a, and it was it just was a, a lot. And then like when we did bring on franchises, we had different like I think at the time like five or six locations, and I had to do the training. And and then they're like they're like my children. I had a lot of questions all the time, and it was a lot for me because I just right. wanted 
to just run my business and not have this whole other franchise thing. Um, well, we're getting ready to go I for did. a break. Would okay. you like to tell okay. people how they can get a hold of you if they wanted to use your services? Sure. Um, they can reach me on uh, through our website, which is clutterbusters.com, or they can call 866-CLUTTER. Um, those are two great ways to reach me. Thank you so much. When we come back, we'll finish talking about um, your franchising experience. If you'd like to get in touch with me, uh, you can go to executivefunctioncoachaz.com. You can subscribe to our magazine, Executive Function Magazine there. You can also um, reach out to me directly if you're interested in coaching, if you'd like to come on the show as a guest, or if you'd like to write an article for the magazine, or if you'd like to... Um, Take our mind print assessment. It is our newest offering and it is fantastic. Uh, for $350, you get to see what your child's or your uh, biggest strengths are and how to use that as a roadmap to help you succeed. Uh, we'll be back after these messages and thank you for listening. If you are struggling with organization, time management, or other executive functions, Bozzi Acosti is ready to put you on the path to success. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Bozzi works with in-person clients at her Phoenix, Arizona office, or with clients anywhere across the country remotely. Mention that you heard this ad from the Focus on Success radio show and receive a free initial consultation with Fazia, plus $50 off an intake evaluation, a $300 value. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com or call 480-648-1122. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Focus on Success. To reach Fazia Costi or her guest on the live show, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Fazia at executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Now, back to Focus on Success. Hi, welcome back. I'm Fazia Costi, and today we are talking to Betsy Fine, the founder of Clutter Busters. So, welcome back, Betsy. Thank you. Yeah. So I, I didn't mean to cut you off while we were talking about your franchising experience. I'd really like for you to finish uh, talking a little bit about why you decided to stop franchising uh, Clutter Busters. You know, what what was the biggest reason for that? Well, I mean, there were a couple things that happened. Um, one was, it was like 2008 <laughs> when we were I think we were like in the middle of the whole franchising 
And so um, that's when, you know, the whole recession and issues started and, every you know, everything started turning and and people weren't spending money on a lot of expensive items. And at the same time, so that happened. And then at the same time, I went through a divorce and I had to decide, like, okay, am I sell franchises? and run my business and you know I just I couldn't do it all you know right and so what happened was I still had the franchises um you know like I said the five or six locations throughout the um country and then we kind of pivoted and moved them from franchises to licensing out the name which is a totally different situation where it's not it's more flexible where they just use the name and it's not as structured as like a franchise and I still do license out the name uh to this day to people that want to use the name be in our website you know I also offer coaching if they want but unlike a franchise I can't tell them what to do I can't tell them how to run their business I can't micromanage them. I can't do any of that, which for me is perfect. You know, right. the name, great, and that's that. And then so I let the franchise, the existing franchises, <laughs> just their contract ended after, you know, a certain amount of time, and I just didn't renew it. And I really just focused on my location, which is uh, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Um and I just focused on that after, you know, after the the divorce and the issues, you know, and the recession and, and everything. And I just focused on that. And quite frankly, I was much happier just doing my own little, like I said, my own little location and not having to do with all this whole franchise situation. Good experience. Right. I personally don't recommend it, but that's just me. You know, and I've seen other people that have franchised, um, like, coming up with me at the same time. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're college hunks hauling junk. Um, yeah, I have heard of them. my area. Yeah, so they, I gave them, actually, I sat down and told them everything about franchising and gave them referrals to um, the company I use to help us. They franchise, and now they're, like, enormous. Um, Great. It was good for them. It wasn't, you know, just wasn't my cup of tea. Um, I wanted to spend more time with my children. I wanted a better just work-life balance. I didn't need to, you know, do this whole grand situation. I was fine with just my little, you know, my little thing, and that's it. It didn't have to be this huge, you know, situation. You know, and I think that's really important is recognizing what your goals are, what what's most important to you. And for you, what made you happy was spending time with your family and, and, and really keeping your business under your control and manageable. Whereas for somebody else, franchising might be the top priority. So I think it's really important to know what it is that you want for yourself. And, and I'm glad that you did that. Yeah. So then I just, Went back to my managing my locations. I love it. I I know how to do it. I it's easy for me. Um, I have so much flexibility. 
I mean, currently, I actually live in Arizona, um, but I still run the company that's in Maryland, D.C., and Virginia, um, and I can do it from anywhere, especially nowadays. You know, everyone is <laughs> using email more and texting right. and, you know, uh, you know. It's well, you and so I have flip-flopped, easier. you know. My business is in I Arizona, know. but I'm in Virginia, <laughs> and you're you're the opposite. Um, you know, I, know. I think you're right. You can run a business from anywhere. You truly can. Um, what are some of the other yeah. uh, things that you've had to address, like COVID? How did how did that? We talked about 2008 when you know the economy was struggling, but how did COVID impact your business? How did you know recent events impact your business? Yeah, I was. I mean, I was actually really nervous in the beginning of COVID because, um. I, you know, we go into people's homes. Yeah. So I was like, okay, now what? So in the beginning of COVID, I was like doing a ton of um, packages, prepaid packages at a very big discount that they could use after COVID. <laughs> um, and then we locked out into a, total different situation and what happened was in the DC area one of the big universities they the college students went home for spring break and then while they were home for spring break the university said you can't come back wow and so that's huge <laughs> like huge so like no joke 2,000 rooms had to be packed up and the university paid companies to pack up the dorm rooms and put it in storage. So we were hired along with a bunch of other companies um, to pack up dorm rooms, which is not necessarily our thing. And we packed up dorm rooms like via FaceTime with the kids you know, because they couldn't go back. So we're FaceTiming with the kids in their dorm room and saying, do you want to pack this or this, you know, going through it with them. And so we were packers for at least seven weeks. um, Well, I'm sure it must have been fun with all the kids who are total slobs and (laughs) their first time living away. And then on top of it, they're sharing a room with somebody else. You know, you don't know what's theirs, what's not theirs. I mean, yeah, I mean, some people, you know, obviously, like, if I go away, I like my house to be nice and neat, so when I come home, I feel good about it, but, you know, some kids, like, say, like, my son, <laughs> he just probably just, like, walks out the door and doesn't even think about it, and there could be, like, a pizza box still there, and so some people just love it, you know, left the dorm room as is, so mm-hmm. we were packers for at least seven weeks. And so we had large crews in there during that whole time um, because it was considered, uh, you know, essential. Um, So we did that for a majority of COVID. And then in Maryland, they were a little different than parts of the country. And we were able to go into people's homes come even like June, um, uh, I think 2020, we started going back into homes. And, um, and, but it was a whole different situation, you know, with masks and 
six feet uh, apart and some clients were in the other room or we would FaceTime or, or whatever it was. So it was just a lot. So (laughs) just kind of like pivoting with the situation and figuring it out. And then we had a whole COVID forms and, you know, everything was, you know, switching and different. And, and then obviously they had, you know, the PPP loans for companies and the whole thing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, but, it, yeah, COVID, I think, was a very challenging time for a lot of businesses. So I'm really glad that you made it through and that you're thriving and, and oh, yeah. successful. Totally I mean, made it through. Totally. Yeah, totally made it through. Didn't miss that much of a beat during it. Um, I always work from home, so that was no big deal for me. Um, yeah, so... I was definitely very, very lucky during, you know, the whole thing that we were able to do that project and kind of, you know, get through that whole situation. Absolutely. What are some of your proudest moments for your business over the last 20 years? What are the, what are your maybe top two or three proudest moments? I mean, I think some of them are not even business related. It's just the fact that I've had such flexibility um, that I am really, really hands-on with my children. I mean, they're 22 and 25 now, but, um, you know, but through the years, I could be, you know, a room mom or, you know, a PTA president or, you know, I was really involved with my son's football team and, you know, I could just, do something in the middle of the day where a lot of people couldn't. Um, And so now having that for 20 years, I have a really, you know, I just, I'm just proud that I've had that flexibility and that I, and then also in the same kind of situation is I'm proud that, you know, I'm a single mom and I can do everything by myself without, you know, any, anyone helping me and um, you know, purchase a house or, you know, anything with that, you know, that is proud um, moment. Other things, right. I think it's kids related too, for some reason. Like when we did Red Book Magazine, my kids were with me in the, you know, they took photos of my kids and me or my daughter and I were featured in, you know, the Jewelry Brighton. Um, we were featured mm-hmm. in an article in Brighton about daughters and mothers and Brighton jewelry or, you know, so like, I love how that is, or even like taking my son to a networking event and him being interested in, you know, being an entrepreneur or business. Um, those are more. And then, and then on the other side, business wise, we've helped like thousands and thousands of people really get out of situations where they were very upset with what had happened in their life in their home and, and saw no way out. And we were like that lifeline to really help them and just so much gratitude from clients like over and over and over again, we've done over like 70,000 hours of organizing through the years. Wow. There's a lot of stories and a lot of, like 99% of the clients are so grateful and so happy, you know, that we were there or that they found us or that we changed their lives because, you know, their house was just really overwhelming. 
um, right. or we mediated a situation with their husband or their kid or their in-laws or, you know, <laughs> we came in and make just, life easier and personally. Yeah. Make life easier and, and so much. So obviously through the years, that's been great too. And that happens all the time. And so it makes it happy where, you know, client, like I said, clients are 99% of that time, very, so happy. And I mean, that makes you feel good, obviously, when people are like, oh, okay. Um, you know, that they found us and then, and so forth. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I think it's fa- fantastic that you put your personal accomplishments above your, your business accomplishments, because I think that's how I would do it. That's how, you know, the whole reason we work is to, you know, give back to our families, to support our families, to take care of our families, and then also to give back to our community and, and support ourselves. And there's so many reasons why we work, but I think most people work to take care of their families. And the fact that you put your family first, I think is, is, is awesome. And the fact that you were able to do it and take care of yourself and, and everything fell into place for you uh, is just fantastic. So I, I mean, I think you should be proud of all those things. Is there anything that you would do differently knowing what you know now? Um, I don't think so. I mean, everything's like a learning experience. Um, you know, I've done marketing stuff that I spent too much money on and it didn't work out or, you know, um, I mean, I, oh, because I came from corporate, I hated the red tape you always had to go through to get anything done. So I love the situation where I can make a decision and there's no red tape. Like if a client is unhappy with whatever the services or something, I don't have to like go through a whole thing. I can be like, you know what? I totally hear you. I want to offer you, you know, two or three hours free. Let's get this right. And I can just make that decision. And it's not like I have to, you know, do a whole thing to make things happen. I mean, I want the client to be, very happy all the time and whether I, you know, lose money in the situation, it doesn't matter. I just, you know, wanted them to be, you know, happy and whatever that may take, um, you know, to go over and beyond. And, but no, I don't, I mean, yeah, there's so much through the years. I really, I don't think I would do anything that different. I mean, I would, I don't know if I'd want to go through it all again, but <laughs> I yeah, it's... just learn from the situations. Yeah. All I was going to say also is the, I always tell clients or on, on Facebook or whatever that, and I do this with my kids. I rather have experiences with them and, you know, go out and do something or go on vacation weather than buy something. Right. You know, buy a, you know, a present. So I'm always an advocate for, you know, spending time doing something with them rather than just buying them something that they'll forget, you know, right. for sure. but they'll remember, Oh, we went on vacation or whatever it may be. We went to this dinner or, or whatever, mm-hmm. instead of buying and buying and buying, you know, crap that people are, right. you know, they'll never remember. I, I completely agree with you. My family started doing that about 10 years ago. We just decided to stop with the gifts not that we don't give each other small little gifts, but mostly it's about experiences. You know, let's go have a really nice dinner at that restaurant you've always wanted to go to, or 
let's go to, you know, this weekend trip and and see that place you've always wanted to go see or uh, a show or something. You're right. The experiences are much more memorable than the gifts. And, and, and I think they make for better bonding experiences too. Um, I, I, I think yeah. that's fantastic. Um, where do you see your business in five, 10 years? What, what are your future plans? Um, I, and weirdly, I'm not a, um, what's the, uh, I don't write down goals. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not a goal writer. I know a lot of people, I know everyone, a lot of people are, I'm not just, I did in the beginning. It didn't work for me. Um, my goals are to, I mean, I still see myself doing this. I mean, I'm 55. Uh, I still see myself just doing what I'm doing now and continuing at this level. My son thinks he's going to take over the business. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm open to it, obviously. Um, but yeah, I still see doing this and for, for forever. I don't even see it's very, like I said, it's very, I know how to do it. I, it's very easy for me right now. So, um, right. I, I don't see anything changing. And like, if I could get through all these other obstacles, I don't see anything huge coming up that would make it stop. Right. Would you include your kids in the business if they wanted to? Yeah, no, my son has been talking about the business for many, many years. Um, and he had, and no, I could see that happening. Um, but no, I could definitely see that happening if, if that's what he wants. That's awesome. You know, I, I think that's, that's a really great thing that you can, you know, share with him. Um, what are some tips that you would give our listeners if they were, um, if they were wanting to get organized, what are some simple tips that you can provide that would help make people's lives a little bit better without having to maybe hire somebody today? Um, well, I will say is to start simple. Um, you know, sometimes people say, I'm going to spend the whole weekend doing my garage and, and then like 10 minutes later, it's extremely overwhelming and they give up. So if you start simple, you know, like uh, a drawer, a closet, um, a pantry, or something that's manageable, then that's, you know, then you can get that win under your belt and feel good about it instead of, you know, having this huge project in mind. Um, The other thing is, um, I mean, some people even like put a timer, you know, and they'll say, okay, I'm going to spend 30 minutes doing this and I'm going to turn on the music and have fun and just do the 30 minutes and that's that. Um, And, you know, people have been successful with that. So really starting simple is good. Um, So let's say they start simple and and they're organizing, say, their pantry. What are some tips for maybe organizing a pantry? You know, do you want to keep certain things together? Do you want to keep you know, certain things. On, well, you know. and, yeah. And again, it depends on the person. So, you know, like you may say, you know, like some people say, oh, I want to keep all of the snacks together and I want to keep all the, the coffee and the this and that together. But it depends what's going to work for that family. Um, 
So it really, I mean, for a pantry, a lot of times people have random things in a pantry. Um, right. So it's going through the pantry and deciding what's going to stay or go or be trashed or maybe it's um, expired. It's so it's, first it's going through everything and deciding if it's going to stay in the pantry. And then once that's done, then, yeah, you can put, like, things together if you want. Um if that's going to work for your family. And some people have baskets and some people like things clear and some people don't like anything. Um, So so, whatever works for that individual is is okay. That's the problem. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I've seen on TV, this Netflix has a new show and they make it look like it's just going to happen in two seconds. But it takes time. Even a even a small pantry, you got to take everything out and go through it. That could take two or three hours just to do a pantry, right? Um, if not longer. Um, so it just depends. Some people like I have oatmeal and I don't like the boxes, so I take everything out of the boxes and put it in a you know in a basket. Someone may not want to do that. They don't care about having a box. Right. Um, no, I, I really appreciate your tips. And and you know what? I, I want to thank you for being on the show today. It's been absolutely wonderful having you on. Uh, we have a couple minutes left. Um, would you like to give your information out? Should anybody want to connect with you? Sure. So a um, couple ways to reach me um, is our website, which is clutterbusters.com. And then I have, um, you can call, which is 866-CLUTTER. And then I'm also on Facebook. If you want to follow us, it's just uh, at Clutterbusters. Um, And there's a lot of tips and articles and inspirational things on Facebook. So it's great, even if you can just follow on Facebook. And um, yeah, that's about it. Well, thank you so much. And for those of you um, interested in um, getting in touch with Betsy, if you didn't catch her information, uh, we will also have it on our uh, webpage. Um, We'll have her information there as well. So um, if you're looking to get in touch with me, you can go directly to my website, executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Please make sure that you subscribe to our magazine, Executive Function Magazine, Our next issue comes out January 10th. We have some great magazine articles lined up for you. And uh, we would love to have you um, give us ideas for future shows. If you'd like to be on the show or if you'd like to write an article for the magazine, you can also reach out to me for those um, items as well. Uh, One of our newest offerings is is mind print assessments. If you are interested in a mind print assessment, please call me. Uh, or send me an email. Um, all that information is on my website. Once again, that's executivefunctioncoachaz.com. I uh, want to quickly give a thank you to all our listeners. Without you, this would not be possible. So uh, thank you so much. And um, please go back and listen to other episodes as well. And if you listen to this one in podcast, make sure you um, give us a good rating. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Focus on Success. Please join your host, Fazia Costi, for another program next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again, have a great week.